Oh, you guys. It is morning. Happy Tuesday. December 1st to y'all. It is a good, good morning. Made a weird sound there. I don't know what's going on. It, it is. It's a good morning. I got no comments on the screen. That's that's not good. Let's move this. And let's move that. And then let's add the comments. So we can see. Comments like Rainier saying good morning. It's been a while. We've had a week off. We had a little bit of a sabbatical, I guess you could say. Trying to find grounding. Trying to find the way, way ahead. Oh man, I think we found it. It's gonna be a little bit of a, it's gonna be a little bit of a free flow, uh, a uh, uncharted path between now and the end of the year, and then we'll get into a regulated schedule of what's coming on what day. But until now, between now and the end of December, we're just gonna roll with it. Whatever comes up that day is what we're gonna talk about. I'll probably put it out the night before, like I did tonight. So you guys can see if it's worth waking up early in the morning to come see me uh, or just sleep in, like Alex is going to say, don't. Uh, what in the world is going on? There it is right there. Lost my uh, comments and reactions. That's not good. There it is. Alex saying good morning. I'm saying good morning. Oh, it is giving Tuesday good day, guys. Giving Tuesday is the Tuesday that follows Thanksgiving. It's where you got to give, give a little bit, give a little bit to those folks that need it. Um, my brother back in Montana, he gives. This time of year, he kicks it into gear. He collects bikes throughout the year, new, used, whatever. And he fixes the used ones, and he obviously puts the new ones together. And this weekend, he put his ad out. Anybody needs a bike, come get a bike for their kid. Uh, for Christmas. Kids, you know, it's all about dang kids for Christmas. Giving Tuesday. Give if you can today. Go out and find something. It doesn't have to be money. It can be time. It can be something. And we have so much, it would be good. Good to give to other folks, I think. Bishop's here. Morning, Bishop. Get the folks rolling in. It is Tuesday. It's the first time we've been back in a little bit over a week. Um, like I said, it's just going to be it's going to be freewheeling. We're just going to do what we need to do. We'll talk about stuff. Talk about things and stuff and such. Um, there's, a, there's another Jim. Now there's a Scott out there. Living the life in Montana. Um, living the good life. A bit slower out there. A little colder out there, obviously. It's getting a little chilly here in Virginia, but yeah. Out in Montana, living the good life. Uh... Building trucks and giving away bikes. Our Illy Coffee is in a Virginia coffee cup with a little bit of green in there. As you can see, it's doing weirdness. I have been 
toying around a little bit with Black Rifle Coffee Company. And I know a lot of you guys, you know, this cat over here, he may be full of Black, Black Rifle. They have a ton of different coffees. I've been drinking the um, Blackbeard, whatever it's called, Blackbeard something or other. It's got uh, dark coffee and co and chocolate in it. It's pretty good. It's I'm just looking for the right one. It's, it hasn't... Uh, haven't found one to replace Illy just yet, but um, the calf we're going to try. We're going to get some calf. We're gonna, we got a bunch. Of, they got a bunch of different kinds. We'll try. Obviously not sponsored by any of these folks. So just, you know, it's a cup of cyber. So we're having a cup of coffee with our cup of cyber because that is the only thing that makes sense. If you're joining, you know, today we're going to talk about control assessment building the assessment plan what in the heck does an assessor do you guys may know if you know me I was an assessor for a number of years for both the the army um, and some places around the intelligence community um, you know it's 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 a tough job a lot of people think it's, it's glamorous right and I did some red teaming it's not as glamorous as you think it is because there's always paperwork Guys, there's always paperwork. Unless you're doing the bad stuff, the illegal stuff, they probably don't do any paperwork. But they worry about going to jail, which is probably worse than paperwork for me. Um, no, not identical. Uh, Skyward Come Nova and Take Over Jim's Life would be able to notice. Like bad sci-fi TV show. I think it's, no, a bad soap opera. Oh, Someone gets knocked off or somebody wins the lottery and they leave and they come back as their evil twin. I think it would have to be um, Nikolai or something like that would be the evil twin. What's the evil persona? What's your evil persona? Alex, what's your evil persona? I don't know. Maybe Alex is your evil persona and there's there's the good persona out there. I don't know. Hmm. That's good coffee. One thing you want to keep an eye on in the news today is the Supreme Court is hearing kind of the first case dealing with uh, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act of 1986. It's really, it's not really the first time it's been heard. It's an argument in the Supreme Court, though, about determining the term unauthorized. So what it is, um, you know, the, the, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act was signed in 1986. It's a long time ago. A lot of things have changed since then, but this is the tool that's being used to prosecute hackers. Um, is this the first time the Supreme Court? Yeah. Um, uh, it's first big CFA case. Okay, so it's the first big one. Uh, I have to look back. I know that <clears throat> people have been prosecuted under this law before. Um, I don't know if they've been as far as the Supreme Court. This may just be the biggest one. It doesn't seem that big other than what constitutes hacking or unauthorized access is at the center of this, right? So Nathan Van Buren is a former police sergeant in Georgia the Peachtree State, and he used his access, and you know there's cops that do this all the time, and I'm not good, bad, or indifferent. His buddy said, hey, can you look up a license plate? And the, the two things that happened here, 
his buddy gave him some cash, which is he got caught up on that because of taking a kickback. And they threw that part out. The, the taking cash would have been the easy one to prove. The buddy gave him cash. I don't know how much it was. It was probably like 20 bucks or something like that. Probably wasn't, you know, a million or anything. But <clears throat> gave him some money just to look up a license plate. I don't know why. Some Someone messed around with his girlfriend. Someone drive by his house. And for some reason, this guy Nathan's buddy wanted to look up a license plate. So he jumped in. And he went into work and he jumped on the computer system. He's a cop. Got on the computer system, looked up the license plate, and gave the information. So the one half of it, getting money, the kickback, has been thrown out. But did he have access to do what he did, right? I would think probably more like misuse. But now they're, the center of this is, did he use unauthorized access to look up his buddy's license plate or this license plate for his buddy? And that's what it is. It's, it's up in the air. Um... You can check it out today. It's going through. It's it's one of the ones being one of the cases being um, heard by the Supreme Court on Monday. It could lead to some pretty substantial changes in the way that um, people are prosecuted for computer hacking, including people doing security research. So, oh, we did. Oh, let's put the everybody, Supreme Court. Bang! Supreme Court. <clears throat> so people doing research could be under this as well. So it's been dubbed, a lot of people call this the worst law. The worst law. Um, it is a bad law. It doesn't that Needs some, some other way of prosecuting folks or something. Because this one is not the one. It's not the one. Giant cup, giant vat of coffee here. I love this thing. Needs a relief valve. So let's jump into what we're going to talk about today. You guys know, if you looked at the, um, you know, the topic, the icon, the thing we were going to talk about on the, on the uh, tile, on the YouTubes, uh, we're talking about assessment. And as an assessor, you go on these things and everybody thinks the assessor just rolls in and just starts banging away at the computer and, and hacking the system, whether they're blue team or whether they're red team, whether they're security control assessors or control assessors now under revision five of 853, we have to think they're not security control assessors anymore. Now they're control assessors because they could be looking at privacy or security controls or and security controls. NIST, you've done, they've done good about pushing out, NIST has done good about pushing out 853 revision five but they did this last time. The last time with Revision 4, they did the same exact thing. So you've got Revision 5 is out there, but your assessment guide, the the sister document to 853, which is 853 Alpha, is still at Revision 4. So you've got a whole bunch of controls that have no assessment methods. I think this is a disservice, NIST. I know... I know you guys have been working hard at it. I've been pushing Revision 5 out. But can't someone build the assessment methods the same time you're building new controls? I just, I don't. We, we ended up in this place with Revision 4. And it took over a year, years probably, uh, to get the assessment guide out. And I just... Again, I think NIST is doing great things. I think they do a great job. Um, morning, Eric. 
morning, morning. Good seeing you again. But can you release? I know there was a rush to get five out, but so many people were working on revision five. I know because I helped work on revision four. I know how many people are involved in that process. But somebody has to look at the alpha as well, because now we've got a set of brand new controls and we have no assessment methods to go with them. And I was asked last night in the RMF class, what is the, in my opinion, in my opinion, what are the most important parts of the RMF? And it's all important. It depends on your perspective, right? From the system owner's point of view, I think implementing controls is the most important and the most uh, the most critical part you need to get right is implementing the controls. You got to implement them correctly. And then the one thing they still have missed the task on is doing that self-assessment. You put a control in, you have to self-assess it to make sure it's working. And if you save those self-assessment results, you can give them to the assessor and it's going to make their life easier. And guess what? It's going to make your life easier too, because that assessor has got so much stuff going on. They're probably, if your assessment plan the way you assess the controls is solid, they're probably just going to reuse those, the test plan that you build. Um, and they're going to get the same results you got, right? So that's, that, that I think is important from the system owner's point of view. From the assessor's point of view, obviously the assessment is the most important. And then from the AO, the authorization where you do the risk rating and the risk evaluation of the system, that's most important. Um, those folks in continuous monitoring and configuration management, they're going to say the O&M, the, the last step, the continuous monitoring stage is the most important. So it's going to depend on your point of view. But to me, I think the two you have to focus on, implementing the controls correctly and assessing the controls to make sure they're working right. So that's what we're talking about here. So if we don't have the assessment guide, how do we ensure that everyone is looking at the controls the same way? And that was the point of reciprocity, right? Organization A builds a system, they get it assessed, they assess it according to the guide, and then Organization B can say, I trust those folks because they do it the same way I would do it. Um, so again, off of my soapbox about that, you need the alpha. No assessment guidelines? Sounds like Evil Twin Scott could exploit after he takes over Jim's identity. Dun, dun, dun. It's funny you talk about that. Um, as we jump into this, I'm going to switch over to look at the web, right? <clears throat> and we look at the web and the place you got to start. You really got to start. And let me do one more thing before we get there. Because there's two places you got to know. Um, you got to know these two places, right? Um, let's start with the one you think you need to know. And that's probably, probably right, right? We jump over here. That's a bad picture in picture. Let's work on the picture in picture there. Uh, let's see if we can't change that. Got that camera show me. I don't know if I can just change the camera. No, it's going to change to there. I don't want to do that. Let's just let's get me out of there. Let's take me out of there for a minute and let's just talk about the NIST website, right? So this is we're on NIST right here. We're hanging out with NIST. Um, and we're looking. This is the computer um, computer security resource center, right? And this is the page on 853 alpha and you look and it, it breaks your heart because it's revision five. And that's where we're at. We're just at revision five. So the things we need here, you know, the alpha is here. 
we can get the local download. There we go. And that's where we got over here. We're going to jump over here in a second. Um, you can get this crazy XML file. If you can have a, if you have a parser that you want to use, um, you can grab that and it's going to talk about the assessment methods. I like to go over here to the FedRAMP site. And the FedRAMP is another government site. But it's full, chock full, full to the brim. Full to the brim. I don't know if I can put the coffee guy on here. Full to the brim of useful information. And there's there's templates and there's guides and there's all kinds of stuff out here. And we're going to look at documents. We're going to look at a couple things because it doesn't make any sense to start from a blank piece of paper, right? So in here somewhere, security assessment framework, we'll find our assessment document, bang, bang, bang. Um, assessment control selection worksheet, annual assessment guide. There's, see how much stuff is out here? Now this is, this is focused on the cloud, but you know, the cloud and the, the, it's built on the same thing. We're built on the same, same thing. It's built on the RMF, right? There's two things, there's documents and there's templates. And we wanna make sure we're using the right thing. <clears throat> so you see here, there's a risk assessment report template you can use. Um, the modern, there's so much stuff out here, right? What we're looking for um, is this one, cause we're in the, we're preparing for our assessment. So we need the assessment plan template. So it's a Word document, and you're gonna think, wow, this is gonna have all the stuff in it. But the template, the assessment plan template, we're gonna look at this, is not all the things you need it you need it to be, right? We also need to get one of these Excel spreadsheets down here, right? And they're the FedRAMP folks, you know they work off the high watermark, just like the non-Title 50, non-DOD, the non-intelligence community. So they got for one standard, high, moderate, or low, and that's what we have here. We have an assessment plan worksheet, right? Test cases for high, moderate, and low. And I grabbed the high one so we can look at it later. So these are the two things we need to look at. And the things we need to talk about um, really tie into these things, right? The, the assessor has some methods that they can use to assess the controls. And when we go to build our assessment plan, we have to need, think about these objectives, right? There's objectives, and then there's attributes of objectives. And the first part I wanna talk about is just the, um, just, these, these, just these methods, right? Examine, interview, and test. And this thing, this Appendix D of 853 Alpha is gonna talk about these in depth. If you wanna go look at these in depth, grab the book, it's free. Go look at it. Examine means we're going to look at documentation generally. It means we're going to look at plans, policies, procedures. But it also could be looking at active directory schemas or database schemas or group policy objects, things like that. Interview, obviously interview is interview. We're going to talk to people. We're going to ask them questions. We're going to dig into the process. We're going to do those things. We're going to ask those things. And the thing is, when we interview people, does the interview match the paperwork that we looked at earlier? And then obviously test is the last thing, and that's a technical evaluation of a control generally. And these are general statements. 99% of the time, they're gonna be right. It's gonna be examine is paperwork, interview is people, test is technical. Um, they say, NIST lists them this way because every single control or 
enhancement has the examine method. There's always something to examine. Some documentation backs up the control we're looking at. So every single one of them has examine. Um, and then there's, there, there's less that have interview and even less that have test. So a security control assessment or a privacy control assessment of a system looks at the technical part the least. The most it's looking at is paperwork. Is your paperwork right? I wonder if I can fix my, just kind of, I want to pick a different camera, guys. And I don't know how to do that. Um, I don't know how to pick the different camera because I don't like this this view over here. Oh, maybe I can. I know how. I know how to do this. Maybe do that. There we go. And then I can tell that camera. Well, we'll just leave the. Yeah. Well, you guys are gonna have to deal with me one second while I fight with Ecamm. Ecamm is an awesome program, um, but it sometimes acts a bit crazy. Let's put the green screen back there. Look at the wall. Ah, let's do transparent picture in picture. I'll float out here in the nether. Okay, so we're looking at this stuff. And, and we have this, we have the examine, the interview, and the test, right? These are the three methods the assessor is going to use. Um, I always remember it as test, interview, and examine. I remember it backwards because that's just the acronym TIE, right? Oh, not, no, no, not Dudley, not Dudley Do-Right and Snidely Whiplash tying up the woman. No, not, not that TIE. No, no, not the TIE fighter either. No, no, not any of that. Not that stuff. I don't know how to make it now. It won't stop. Oh, come on. Ecamm giving me problems this morning. So I remember it by TIE. T-I-E. Uh, test, interview, and examine. Just remember you got to flip those around when you're, when you're going for it. In the exam. So, we, and we look at these things. The coverage is basic, focus, and comprehensive. That just means how deep we're going to get. And then we have other things. We have other attributes like breadth and depth. How wide we're going to look at things. How deep we're going to look at things. You know, how how much how focus are we going to put on these things? But it's important to know we have these methods, right? So if we go over here and we look at these templates, right? We're gonna we're gonna look at. Let's make Google a little bit smaller because that's how. Macintosh works. I can't bring the new one over until I make that minimized, right? So this is your security assessment plan template. You you should, if you're an assessor, you should have an assessment plan template um, to use. So your assessment plans always look the same. And, and you got to have an assessment plan. You really do. You got to have an assessment plan. Or you're going to get yourself in trouble. There's a couple things we do in here. We have our methodology. We talk about who the assessor is going to be, who it's prepared for, um, our changes. Um, one of the big things in here, right, um, if we look at our table of contents, one of the big things is our um, rules of engagement, right? Rules of engagement are our get out of jail free card, right? This is going to tell us what we can do and what we can't do. Um, there's things we can and we can't do to do this assessment, you know. Don't do things like password cracking. Don't do things like denial of service. These are a lot of things we see that don't happen. Don't do these things on this assessment. 
This defines where we what we can and we can't do. But if you look at this this document, and if we roll all the way back up to the top here, if you look at the table of contents, right? You know, it talks about things, but it's 13 pages. It definitely isn't how we're going to assess the controls, right? Um, it doesn't go in that detail. Talks about a lot of other stuff, but it doesn't say how or what controls we're going to look at, right? But that's one of the things we have to look at as an assessor. And if we go back over here, we can look into 853 alpha. And the nice thing about the alpha, once we get past all the stuff where we talk about what we're going to do, we get to these tables and it's just like 853. It talks about the control, but now it's talking about the control from the assessor's point of view. So if we go down here, I'm, I like the AT family to talk about the AT family because everybody understands awareness and training, right? And we'll start with AT1 because most people kind of get policy and procedure. So if we look at the awareness and training family and AT1, this is the first control. We know this is policy and procedure because it's a dash one. It gives us it gives us the same overview of the control, right? This is the control language, but it's broken down in a different way. It's broken down for the assessor to go through here and say, okay, I'm going to look at the awareness and training policy and procedure. Now I have a checklist to go off of. The alpha gives me a checklist to say, I need to determine, this first part here, we're going to determine if the organization, and then I go down to the next one, develops and documents a security awareness training policy that addresses, okay, does it address purpose? Does it address scope? Does it address roles? Does it address responsibilities? Does it show management commitment? Um, does it address coordination among organizational entities? And does it address compliance? There's a whole bunch of things, right? And we look at the control, we don't think about all those different things. But every single one of these is a check that the assessor has to do. They have to look at the document and say, okay, is this, does this document define roles? Is that in there? And then we get go on further. Determine if the organization defines personnel or roles whom the security awareness and training plan will be disseminated to. Okay, does it show who it's getting to, right? So all of these checks right here for AT1, these are not where we see A, A2 and B1, B2. Those aren't enhancements. Those are still part of AT1, right? These things, these are all the checks that the assessor has to do on AT1, right? And how do they do those assessments? How can they do that? In the bottom down here, at the bottom, we see the potential methods and objectives, or objects, excuse me, not objectives, objects, how we're going to do it, right? So in this case, I remember I told you every control and every enhancement has examine. Examine's going to be there every time. But this one is examine and interview, right? So we're going to examine, and then it gives us, NIST gives us some idea of what we're going to examine. We're going to examine security awareness and training policy and procedure or other relevant documents or records. Okay, cool. That's what I need to do. I need to tell when I'm building my plan, I can tell them, hey, I want to look at your policies and procedures. And if you have any other relevant documents that support policies and procedures, I want to look at those too. And it also tells me I need to interview. I can interview. I shouldn't say I don't need to. I can interview people. And it gives me some other information. Select from who, this is who I'm going to interview. 
organizational personnel with security awareness and training responsibilities. Who is responsible for the training and awareness program? You can also interview organizational personnel with information security responsibilities. Okay, cool. So now I know a pool of people that I can tell the organization or the system owner, here's what I know. I want to look at your awareness and training policy, and I want to interview people with awareness and training responsibilities. Right? So if we look, this is AT1. This whole block here is AT1. Now, if we go down to AT2, we see the only, you know, there's, there's the same thing, examine. It's always going to be there. I'm telling you, it's always going to be there. Interviews there sometimes, right? And now we have test. So now there's a technical component that can be assessed, right? And in this case, we're going to test automated mechanisms managing the security awareness training. So now we can look at something technical, right? Now, the good thing about the assessor is, is when the assessor builds the security assessment plan, it's very similar to the system owner building the implementation plan or the security controls traceability matrix. The assessor can go in here and they can say, I need to look at AT2, but my time is limited, so I'm not going to do interviews. I'm going to examine documentation and I'm going to test the system, but I'm going to tailor out interview. And I'm going to send this to the authorizing official, my SAP when it's done. Yeah, it's a great name for a document. Security assessment plan. I'm going to send it to the authorizing official. And it's the authorizing official or the authorizing official's designated representative in the authorized step, or excuse me, in the uh, assess step, who's going to validate my SAP and is going to approve my SAP. And that's the plan I'm going to use to assess the system, right? Oh, we got all kinds of stuff going over here. Matt, good morning. Sorry I didn't put you on the screen. We're on a roll. Coal fire, was it? Uh, guys got arrested by cops breaking down the communication they got in the courthouse after hours. Ah. Uh, is that the uh, cop? Matt, is that the... Matt is saying, tell me some information. Coal fire, was it? Guys got arrested. Um... In the courthouse after hours. I don't know. Maybe that. I don't know. I don't know the, the full background. It sounded like a cop. A sergeant was just getting in there. So you might say, okay, now we, we've got the alpha here. We've got the revision four of the alpha. So we know there's some controls. We're going to have to just make this stuff up. And really, when I say make it up, we're going to have to look at the 853 and we're going to have to break it down just like this on our own. We're going to have to break down the control and say, how many parts do we need to assess? Um, so that's what we got. We got to do. Uh, so the controls we don't have in the alpha because we don't have revision five. We've got to kind of we've got to build them ourselves. So it's much easier to start here. But you might say, then why did we spend time getting that Excel spreadsheet? Well, that Excel spreadsheet is going to help you, right? So we we have this document here. This is a PDF. We could copy and paste all this stuff out, or we could go over to FedRAMP. And we could grab that Excel spreadsheet. And you know that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab the Excel spreadsheet, and I'm going to bring it over here. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you why I like this thing so much. I'm going to make it bigger. So we're going to have to scroll around a bit. So the, the cool thing about the spreadsheet is they spent some time building it. And the problem with FedRAMP, FedRAMP is still at revision 4 as well. I saw somebody put a note out yesterday saying they're moving to revision 5. I don't know how they can fully remove to revision, revision 5. 
until the alpha's out, but that's okay. They say they're moving FedRAMP to revision five. This, this first part, these first two tabs, system and control summary is so cool. Um, these are all linked, right? These are all linked to the following documentation, right? And we're gonna make this, I don't know, we'll make it that big. So system, this is what you give to your leadership, right? You've got the chief security officer, you've got the security manager, whoever want, is keeping track of the, the assessment. You give them access to this on these first two tabs, right? And it tells us how the assessment's going. It breaks it down by family, and there's another problem going to revision five. There's 17 families here, there's 20 families in the new 853, right? It told, tells us our risk exposure, it tells us how many controls have been satisfied, how many have other than satisfied, uh, it tells us about you know total implementation, partially implemented, planned, all this stuff. It tells us good information. And then here it pulls information about all the same stuff in a different view, right? Risk exposure level, that kind of stuff. But if we go over to our AT family, and we can look at this again, one of the reasons I think this is so cool that they did this, so thanks FedRAMP, is here's our, a, our, our AT1, right? Here is AT1. And Here's all of those things we need to look at, right? They didn't break this one down the way you would have thought, but I, I can understand why, because this is a long document already. So AT1A11, we're gonna determine if the organization does all these things, right? If it, if it establishes pur purpose, scope, roles, responsibilities, right? The other thing that's cool about this document is each little piece of this, it's broken down and it says, if you're looking at AT1A11 and you're determining if the organization has developed this documentation, it's just examine. So we're looking in column E, that here's our same thing, examine, interview, test, right? Test, interview, examine. So we don't see anything in interview, they don't see anything in test. So for this first part of the control, we just know, hey, we're going to look at the documentation. We're gonna check it out. And then over here, we have our observations or evidence. We can put our evidence in there. Our implementation status is a drop down. It's going to tell us if it's implemented or it's planned or it's, it's not applicable. Let's say it's implemented, right? Our assessment result, right? Let's say it's satisfied, good to go. Identified risk, we're going to put that in there. Likelihood level, we can see how likely is it that someone will, ex will exploit this. Our impact level, let's say it's moderate here. Impact level is moderate. It's going to give us a moderate, calculates that. Risk statement, we'll put that in, that's free text. Recommendation for mitigation, right? Is there a difference between the SSP, the way they said they're going to implement this, and the way they implement this? We'll say no, we'll let's say yes, right? And then our assessor point of contact, and then if there was an assessment previous to this, right? Like if they did their own self-assessment, or if this is a follow-on remediation, let's say it was satisfied then, and our previous one was, was high, let's say it was high. So that's that first one. We can go through here and we gotta go through each of those, right? So we get to the next one. It's talking about um, determine if the person if they identify who it gets disseminated to. Cool. That's just if you look, that's just examine as well. And if you go to the next one, okay, here. We hit AT1A13. Determine if the organization disseminates the security awareness training policy to organizationally defined personnel or roles, right? So we're gonna look at the document, and the document's gonna say, hey, we send this out to everybody in the organization. Okay, now I can go interview some people. Maybe I'll go pick people that we say it was disseminated to and say, did you get a copy of this? When did you get a copy of this? How did you get a copy of this? Can you show me your copy? 
all that stuff because they may have sent it out the day before the assessor came. It still got distributed, but that's a note, right? So we know that based on the alpha in AT1, there's no test at all. But we know AT2 has some tests. So if we go down to AT2, we can see the same thing. There's places where we see examine and interview and just examine. And then there's also places where we see, here's, here's where you, you might get crazy at me, right? We see AT2C2 is only interview and test. There's no examine. Now, it is possible in the sub parts of the, of the control that there is no examine. But at the control or enhancement level, there's always going to be examine. When we get into these subcomponents, like this one here, there is no examine portion of that, right? It's just interview and test. But this gives every single control a breakdown of what the assessor needs to do. And this is for a high impact system, so you can understand it's pretty long. And it breaks down for every single family um, of revision four. That's important, right? Um, so if we know, if we know, we look back over here. We did our, we did some some work on AT1. We haven't fully done it yet, right? We haven't completed it yet, but we have put some information in, right? Um, go to Control Summary. We look at AT1 here. It's brought that information over. So if you have a manager that is looking at this, they can see, they can track what's going on without bothering you all the time. Um, and if they want to look at the high-level view, okay, risk exposure level. We know already there's one, even though they're not, we're not done with that yet, we know that there's some issues going on here. Is there a differential between the SSP and how the control was implemented? We know we said yes to that. So we see awareness and training in this block here. We have a yes that there's a differential between the SSP and how the control was implemented. And we also see we have one control right now that has moderate level exposure. So you can see it's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty nice document. It really is a pretty nice document to work with. Um, and I know this is not this is not everything you need to know. And pen testers, red teamers will do this totally different. This is for security control assessors going into the assessment phase or the assessment step of the RMF. They're going to do it this way. They should do it this way. So these are some templates you can use if you're going to build an assessment plan. Go out to FedRAMP, grab the assessment plan they've got out there. There's some things you have to change, right? Um, you know, you're, you're not going to be looking at a cloud service provider. You're going to be looking at a system. Um, so there's a couple verbiage things you need to change. Uh, and I can actually, I'll change those and throw them out on uh, the Cyber Recon website. I'll update them, send it out there. And then the other thing is use those those spreadsheets. Use those spreadsheets. And they're, they're, they're stuck at revision four right now. If I don't know how they're going to do it. I will keep track of the FedRAMP site. If they're remove, if they are moving to revision five, I would like to see how they update those guides. If they update the guides with their own information, or if they just keep the same guides, if they keep the same um, test security test case procedures. Um, that's some good stuff. That's some stuff you guys need to know if you're going to build assessments. 
if you're going to build the assessment plans, you're going to you're going to build out how to do an assessment. You got to know those things. You know, this isn't doing the assessment. This is planning. Make sure you have that front matter, that word document. It, it's going to explain what the test's all about, who the testers are. Um, the other thing you got to determine before this, the task before this is is RR are the control assessors qualified to conduct the assessment? And that's the AO and the AODR as well. AO or the AODR is going to determine how can they do that. I came up with a little spreadsheet. I just have a little cheat sheet, little matrix spreadsheet that has the assessors listed across the top. And down the side, I list what types of systems, right? So if it's a Linux system, if it's a SQL database, if it's a IIS server, it's an Apache server, you know, you have to have those down and then you can just rate your rate your assessors, right? If you are the person, if you're the AO, DR, or the AO, you're going to have to determine these assessors going in, do they have the required skills to do the assessment? And a lot of times we, assessors normally just go, they look at their team, they go, yeah, they're good to go. They, they don't have problems. Yeah, they're all right. But you really should be a little more detailed than that. I like having this assessment, uh, assessors selection template I can go through. I can keep that as evidence. If anybody ever comes back to me later and says, how do you know your assessors were qualified? I can pull it up and say, we looked at these five types of systems. Here's where everybody's rated as far as their ability to assess those systems and use the tools that they're going to be using. If they're using the Nessus scanner, are they qualified on it? The Army was very big about licensing people on everything. When I was in the Army, I got licensed on a Humvee. I got licensed on a generator. I think I was licensed on a fire extinguisher. They make sure you're qualified to do all the things you're doing. There's nothing wrong with bringing some of that over, maybe not to that extent. But this document that says, hey, John Smith, Andy the Assessor, Terry the, the Terminator, whoever, here's how they rate on the skills of the types of technology they're going to be assessing. That now is the very first task in the assessment step. That's the very first thing the AO or the AODR needs to do is determine, are my assessors qualified to do this assessment? And then they can go build the assessment plan. So I don't know what your thoughts are. What are your thoughts on? Are you guys do do you guys do assessments? Do you guys do it this way, or do you run out there like, um, like the Wild West and, and do it like Rambo? I don't know. Yeah, lots of stuff going on in the in the chat. I'm gonna leave it off the screen though. So I, I hoist my cup. Hoist my cup to you guys out there. Coming back. Welcome back. I'm starting a new thing myself. I notice I need to get a little motivated, get some exercise going. Um, so I'm going to start a new program. I'm starting a new channel just to focus on that. I'm not going to bring it over here, but I'll share a little bit of the channel once it gets up and running. I'm just trying to live. I'm, I'm starting now. I'm not going to start in January. A lot of people wait till New Year's. I'm starting now. I'm starting December 1st. And then I guess when January comes around, that's where a lot of people, usually a month in, people start fading out. January's going to come around. Everybody's bringing their New Year's resolution. I'll be a month in. That's going to rehype me up to keep going. And we'll see. We'll see how it works. But that's that. That's coming. Hopefully, uh, I'll see you guys in the morning. Between now and then, uh, check things out. Got a lot of labs coming in. We built a lot of labs into the RMF uh, course. Um, they're out there. I know Eric. Eric was kicking around with some of them yesterday. Um, I did have to learn how to make things non-case sensitive. Nobody wants to do a lab where they have to make sure their case sensitivity is right. We won't do that. But um, anyways, that's where we're at. 
It's Giving Tuesday. Give back some something, you know, give back. If you're giving out there, I give Giving Tuesday. It's a, it's a little little plot. Let me do that again. I need a little applause for Giving Tuesday. A good a good reason to give back today. Give back to your community. Give back to your give back to, you know, something. Give back to something. Give um but anyways, I'm going to cut it short, shorter. I'm going to cut it out. I think it's about 45 minutes in. Hope you guys have a good day. Take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers. Take care of each other. And uh, we'll come back tomorrow morning. I'll post tonight what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Give me some ideas. Throw some ideas in the comments. What do you want to talk about? Talking about assessment plans today, building assessment plans. What do you want to talk about tomorrow? We're freewheeling it until the end of December when we get back on a schedule. So you let me know. What's going on, man? What's going on? But I'm cutting out. We will, guys, uh, check out my foundation. If you you got it, Eric, give us some info on the foundation. Unless you gave it already. They're showing ads for pizza under this. <laughs> uh, YouTube and their ads are going a little crazy. Um, pizza in the morning? Is it breakfast pizza? I... Uh, you know, the ads are always tailored towards what you're searching on. So, Matt, have you been searching for pizza or talking about pizza? Uh, like this freewheeling. Freewheeling. Let me know. During, let me know in the comments. Throw some notes in the comments. If you're watching this later today, throw a couple notes in the comments what you want to talk about tomorrow. I'm not going to depict till tonight. Pick when I'm sitting around tonight drinking a maybe cold beer. We'll de determine... What we need. Matt's saying deep dish, no deep dish. Eric said, check out my foundation if you have time. I'm not sure what foundation. You gotta give us some info. <laughs> who Alex saying, who likes deep dish? Who likes deep dish? <laughs> I know what's coming. I see it. I see it over on on the uh, YouTube stream. It takes a little while to get over here. The evil identical twin Scott. Uh, you guys are funny. Anyways, you guys, great to see you this morning. Great, you were out here. Um, you know, it's it's just back into the normal swing of things. Take care of things. You guys, uh, be good out there. Let me know in the comments what you want to talk about tomorrow. If not, we'll be talking about bicycles or something. I don't know. Anyways. Well, I mean, where'd my... Uh... Oh. WebEx. Not WebEx. I call it WebEx. It's uh, Ecamm. Lost my... Ecamm. I've lost my chat again. That's folks saying stuff, and I want to put it on the screen and I can't there it is I must have closed it I guess Kwame thanks buddy I appreciate that fraternal twin uh Matt Sands fraternal twin uh it's nice when she's fed and uh thanks to all yeah thanks to the Ivory Cut team thanks to the community out there uh, you know Join up on the Facebook page if you want to. Facebook, Cyber Recon, all one word. Join in the conversation. 
thankful. We're thankful for community. And we will see. I'm going to cut it off. Great show this morning. We will talk tomorrow. Get out there, build an assessment plan. Take care of things. Uh, Matt's missed us for a while. We took a little break. Took a break. We had to take a little break off. We took some time off. And uh, we'll probably do some time off around Christmas, but not probably not a full week. But anyways, I'm cutting it off. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning, 7.30. Drop something in the comments down below. What you guys want to talk about. What you want to look at. And uh, we'll do that tomorrow. Anyways, between now and then, we'll see you. Be careful out there.